To different gravy, not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller. And today we faced a club that refused to sit back and take it when something special to them was taken miles away. They dug in and fought and eventually formed a Phoenix club accepted by the world as the original entity in spirit, history, and name. I too vouched to fight until my dying breath for recognition of my own Phoenix Luke, made up of things I've stolen from him and bits of hair I hope is his. I will wait until the day that that is recognised as the original, and until that day, I'll have to put up with this guy on a video link from Canada. Please welcome my co-host, Luke Calgary Gleds Gledall. How are you doing today, Luke? Very good, Rich. Thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, The MK Dons of Luke's. The MK Dons of Luke's. Wow. Wow. Maybe the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me. And possibly the worst. So there we go. <laughs> How are you today? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Um, trying to stay kind of upbeat, trying to, despite maybe despite maybe the sucker punch that happened today, which we'll Whoa. get into. Foreshadowing. Mm, foreshadowing. Pretty foreshadowing. Yeah, no, I'm okay. How are you? Yeah, similar, really, yeah. Um, was having a really pleasant day till, you know, about <laughs> an hour into the match and then everything was thrown up in the air. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. <laughs> we've had a weird, like, I suppose, I don't know whether it is Indian summer-esque, but it's we've had some weird, like, warm weather in the UK, d- despite the fact it's, it's October and it was very reasonably sunny today as well. So, you know, there's things to, there's nice things to f- focus on. Mm. Uh, but we have chosen to make a podcast about Sheffield Wednesday Football Club, and therefore there will be no nice things for us. Exactly. <laughs> should we? Uh, should we talk a bit of news? Sure. Let's start about all the nice things that we're deprived of. <laughs> Breaking hoo hoos. Only really news in in our little corner of uh, of the Wednesday universe. But we did want to mark the fact that we've received a. Uh, a rather intriguing and uh, and fun email from uh, listener Paul. Um, so he's. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for that, but also, uh, do you? So the 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 nature of it is is looking at that uh, a kind of maybe a Yorkshire or Sheffield mindset was was built up from uh, miserable conditions during the industrial revolution so that you kind of had a generation of people that were fairly glum. Um, and his idea really is that this modern day Sheffield Wednesday are uh, a means of continuing that, those genetic traits and sort of really breeding, breeding them into the, uh, the, the, the populace going forward. Um, do you feel like that? Do you feel like, I mean, I suppose we both talked about how today has, has been derailed by Sheffield Wednesday. So certainly on a, on a on a day in the weekend basis, uh, mm. Wednesday can really ruin your mood, uh, and I, I have at times been in positions where they've ruined my mood for the whole week. Right. So the Saturday is the room for the bread and circus. Um, mm. It's just someone's pissed on our bread, and the circus was a bit shit. Really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. No, it, it was a really interesting email because I it made me think a lot about. It's interesting because I, you know, I guess it doesn't really kind of offer us any kind of question or things to debate, but 
I I was really impressed with thinking about that and you know thinking about how cultural cultural traits are kind of genetically kind of passed down to people mm. and how you know cultures and places have very very much have a mentality to the people that are there and I think that kind of directly translates to the UK but it's I I think the thing that we think about in in England just to focus on that small country amidst the other countries of the UK, it's yeah. incredibly segregated from where we are. Yeah. Like it's North and South is a giant divide. It, Absolutely. it genuinely feels like a different country. And interesting that, you know, in, in terms of counties, just being incredibly micro, micro differences between what I kind of see here in Canada. And I'm sure what people observe in the States where, you have giant provinces and giant states that are very much different kind of markings of people. Yeah. So, no, I thought it was very interesting. But, um, you know, I think we often joke about, I think all Wednesday fans joke about this as some type of conspiracy to kind of <laughs> keep the keep the misery going. Yeah. You know, we all thought these standards just lived in some, some, uh, some really doomed part of uh, London, but apparently... Apparently there are other areas of just uh, of just pure neglect and shittiness. <laughs> well, there you go. In well, my, fair, my fair hometown of Sheffield, England. Mm, that's nice to you know squeeze in a bit of social science. And I suppose in terms of that, that whether it's a genetic trait or whatever, you know, you've got nature, nurture, and Sheffield Wednesday. They're the three <laughs> presiding forces in uh, in deciding where someone ends up in life. Um, and I feel like we're all trying to, maybe it's interesting to think about how like maybe genetically with families, I think like there's a bit of an influence there. Mm. Um, there's probably also, it makes me wonder about whether people try and specifically break the cycle that they're kind of genetically given. It's, I think there's a lot of repeating of sins and errors mm. from people, but I'm wondering whether some people are like... <laughs> You know, I'm born in I'm born in California, but I'm going to be fucking miserable for, the, for me and my children, and maybe the vice versa. Maybe that you know that little that little beautiful little hovel of Essex. Some people are like, we're going to try and yeah. smile. We're going to try and break the cycle with this, <laughs> and maybe that's also the segue to talk about like this world of non-news. Uh, Luke has a little bit of re- reporting on the media team who've really gone into overdrive this week. Yeah, I've t- I've titled this uh, Luke's pithy bits, which feels like it should have its own like drop. Maybe in the future we do. We'll have, like, we do. We need to spend mm, some more time. Luke's with... pithy bits. <laughs> a bit like uh, Heather's hole on how did this get played? <laughs> yeah. Um, so for some reason, I'm picturing like almost like a barbershop quartet. Luke's pithy bits. bits. Oh. <laughs> So Luke's pithy bits. Luke's pithy bits. Um, so the media team, you know, we, we just thought we were going to get some training videos, including Lee Gregory uh, pretending to be a free kick obstacle. Did you see that picture? <laughs> yeah. That was that was good. We thought that was all we were going to get for this week. But then, folks, mm-hmm. then they did a Black History Month video, which I thought was really fantastic. Um, yeah. Interesting and great to hear the players talk about something very important to them. Generally mm. touched and intrigued by the video, and especially how eloquent Shay Dunkley is. Yes, I think the interesting thing, and also because he was on media duty, so he was he was doing a lot, he was doing doing a lot of bits 
uh, from the you know you know from the from from uh, the house of Dunkley. Um, <laughs> you know, and also I think especially after his bizarre interview, you know, we have one of these rare characters at the club that can have a decent media career afterwards. Yes, as they can yeah. very much kind of they have a bit of a characteristic. There's kind of notes of kind of David Prutton about him. You know, mm-hmm. the slight kind of eccentric eccentric talker that yes. is such a rarity within football. So I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll see him doing some uh, his own piffy bits on uh, EFL Quest when we're still you know we're still in the third or possibly fourth tier in three years. <laughs> and I get those adverts and I follow for Quest. He'll be there. Having some having some bants with Colin Murray and Clinton Morrison, I'm sure, <laughs> and all that stuff. Um, did you see his also his media kind of interviews? Did you see the thing about him talking about player nicknames and that he's the one who gives the player nicknames? I didn't know. That's interesting. So okay, I'll tell you about this, Rich. Then, um, so he declared Iorfa to be the body catcher. Wow. You know, which is oddly poetic and scary. And it also makes me wonder, while we're talking about future media careers, maybe uh, we could imagine kind of a dramatic vehicle for Dominic Iorfa, where it's some kind of criminal procedural show where he investigates murders as a coroner, but he also kills people in a very Dexter-like fashion. <laughs> he has an odd morality. I think that'd be very good for Dom. Yeah. There's also, though, I believe, um, and I've, I think I've really had this confirmed to me, uh, in the coolest way possible in reading a news story about uh, Adele. Um, and um, <laughs> I believe the kids talk about a body count in terms of how many people you've had sexual dalliances with. It, do you think he is potentially kind of, do- you know, dubbing him Dominic Shagarai Orfer? He could be. I mean, he, you know, he's a tall, he's a tall, strapping, striking gentleman. I'm sure he could catch a body anytime he likes. I'm sure if he wants to do that, I don't know. I don't want to cast dispersions. I I believe he's a a married man. So um, hopefully this (laughs) is not the case. But I don't know. I'm just wondering if that, you know, that's, as I say, that's what I believe the kids are talking about is body counts now. Right. So so you're kind of getting in Dom's ear. I mean, by getting in Dom's ear, you'd have to have to ask them to crouch down and say, look, (laughs) we know you're a decent human being and a very, very happily married man, but you could really, you could really chew up the scene if uh, you got going, Dom. <laughs> oh dear! Any other, any other so, nickname? Uh, I don't think they had some other stuff. I can't remember who else he gave a nickname to. That was kind of weird. He's got a very interesting take on nicknames. I don't think they're very much like they don't seem to. Pretty esoteric. Yeah, they don't seem to kind of. Um, they're not that kind of fiber of the stuff that uh, carries over. It's not like it's not you know, palms and pats. No, it, and it's not like some of those kind of clever ones. Like I don't know. Like you know, I know a, a, one of my brothers worked with someone who uh, didn't have a clue, so everyone called a Scooby. Nice, you know, you know things like that. There's not that kind of like charm to it. It's not like it, it's a bit. It's just from kind of the depths of uh, the depths of Shay Dunkley's intellect. Um, so. How surprising did I find this, Rich, that they did they did a very pertinent uh, Black History Month video with our Sheffield Wednesday's Black players and talking about who inspires them and, you know, big history. Shay Dunkley went very deep, very intellectual. And mm-hmm. then we had two of those characters, uh, Denden and Shadipo, then go off and do the Sheffield Wednesday HelloFresh challenge. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, by the way, I'm old and grouchy, but why is everything a combination of things to be something times something else? Yeah, I don't understand. SSC, X, Hello Fresh. Yeah. Finally, banging together. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I just, I just, I'm, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a trait I found, I think, from, I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. Is it from, Ed Sheeran's fault? I fucking hate it. If is it Ed Sheeran's Ed fault? Sheeran yeah, let's blame Ed Sheeran. Fuck. Let's do that. Yeah. Damn him. I don't know. So anyway, so Shadipo and Dendon yeah. served up a, a meal from HelloFresh uh, instead of some knowledge. Um, <laughs> highlights and insights from the video for me. I was like, they should really do this at home instead of a professional kitchen. Because so they actually did it there. I mean, I get why, because it's the context. Yeah. But like... Did you not like seeing them in their little uh, pinnies? That, that, was, that, was, that was funny, yeah. Little chef the apron. Like the, the bit of the beginning where it went up to the to the to the shirt and the thing that yeah. comes down is like <laughs> almost like a record scratch <laughs> wait a minute oh they're donning a different blue and white <laughs> no i don't know i don't know if they'd have lesser uh means because i think they probably have some decent kind of cooking equipment at the chef who wants the kitchen yeah um i don't know if some things i would have done differently including uh let me see from my notes here rich uh, technique of boiling pasta and leaving it the fuck alone in a probably unsalted pot for ages as much difference in a better pot than one at home. <laughs> also, they use too big a pot for the pasta to tomato sauce as well. Oh, gotta tell you this. I was like, that's way too big a pot. Like, there's just you need it. I just, yeah. oh, it's oh. a kitchen built for, built for uh, volume, you know. And I was thinking how wank this was until Den Den smiled and then I was kind of won over by it, to be honest yeah. with you. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. I also enjoyed so so being served it. Yeah. Um, he was looking at it like they offered their feces on a plate to him. He kind of had this first look at it. <laughs> like, what, what is this? Kind of like yeah. holding it up in his hand. Yeah. That was fantastic. <laughs> and it also makes me wonder as well, if the media team want more things to do, and if things are just so glum with Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> that we have enough of these crap like performances where we're just kicked in the balls repeatedly, yeah. maybe they could do a Sheffield Wednesday come dine with me. Oh, I'd like that. Yeah. Yeah. Get around to, get around again, to Action Masses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I was going to say, Attraction Mass, once again, tantalizingly in the background of some of these videos, yeah. as if to yeah. say, you know, he's coming soon kind of thing. <laughs> coming attractions, an actual midfielder. <laughs> he's having a scene in the Darren Moore Cinematic Universe uh, post credit scene. Yeah. Wait, so him, in free film's time... We're going to have a film on, that, on Massimo Longo. <laughs> Stubbing out a cigarette and walking away from a burning building. <laughs> as, as we fade to black is, is traction mass. Mm. <laughs> uh, I love the, the HelloFresh video. It was very good. Do you think, did, did, you, did you get the impression that Shadipo, uh, Shadipo and Adenarin maybe share a house? That's interesting. Well, you think they, they kind of moved up here? Well, and then they just... like, he doesn't cook at home. He doesn't cook at home. Oh, he's like, I don't cook at home. <laughs> they I don't be. know. I, just, mate, I don't know. I just wondered. Because I think like we imagine yeah. these very glamorous lifestyles, but if you're Shadipo and you live in London most of the time uh, and you have this sort of sabbatical to to, to Sheffield, I'm guessing hmm. you're not probably buying a new house. You, but um, anyway, I don't know. It's a nice idea. I like, you know, and they're both they're both probably probably landing, landing yeah. kid, kiddies. So yeah, I like guess interesting. I, I guess also because you don't know, 
you don't really know the barometer to what. I mean, I'm always I'm always staggered when there's some kind of insight into NHL players' wedges mm. and they're off giant, giant multi-million dollar contracts. And then some of them oh, just yeah. rent rent houses here in Calgary. And I'm like, wouldn't you yeah. I don't know, I have a weird mentality of like, wouldn't you just buy somewhere and then just start like a little mini property yeah. chain or something? Get something for yourself. Like you have the money for it. But yeah, yeah. It it's weird. Yeah. I, I looked up what um what a kicker gets in the NFL and was pretty like blown away on the good side how, or the bad side like million like millions of dollars there are yeah and they and, you know they also have the benefit of the fact that they're not they're not getting cte on a regular basis right yeah or, you know and they That's have the long careers you know yeah oh yeah be a be a quarterback or be a kicker basically i think i, I mean it's just kicking in a straight line <laughs> <laughs> And a lot of them don't really look like they're not like prime athletes, you know. Anyway, yeah, so I'm sure like they probably get the the worst salary on the team, but still a nice salary. Still a decent salary, yeah. And then you can have a long career, right? Right? You know, it, it's a, yeah. it's pushing the kind of Tom Brady regions, right, of playing into your oh. late thirties, early forties. I mean, what you probably don't even feel that sore after a game. You've kicked the ball like four times. Brilliant. Anyway, should we um should we talk about the game? We should. Um I guess the interesting thing was that previously we we diverted and went and talked about some other crap as we usually do on different gravy. Yes. But that that context of uh players being injured with Massimo Luongo oh, yeah. probably I think brings us on to talk about the lineup today. Yeah. So we knew going into it that we weren't gonna see Gibson or Hutch again. Uh that was sort of <laughs> ever. ever. No, they've been disposed of. Um, yeah, this is interesting. So, Wildsmith keeps his place, rewarded for his clean sheet, presumably. Uh, mm. Noah Denneran at all maybe gave himself food poisoning? Maybe. Question mark. Was there a Shadiko um, as well? Yeah, a rare. Uh, yeah, I think maybe. Maybe no, they he have was on the bench. He was on the bench. Oh, okay. I was going to say maybe they have worked on the come dine with me, and it's gone badly. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> a rare, rare, rare as hen's teeth start for Fizeo Deli Bashiru and a bench entirely made up of wingers and strikers, apart from uh, Bailey Peacock Farrell, mm. who's fit enough to make the bench. So, what did you think? What did you think uh, uh, when that was uh, unveiled? I didn't feel too happy with Wildsmith starting following a string of some some semi decent performances, mm. and also knowing like the context that like I mean this is please tell me Rich please tell me that this is the last international break. I don't know, unfortunately, I think. of the year until like March. I think I think that's the case. I'm going to okay. Say. I hope you're right. I hope I'm right too. We're both <laughs> silence as we both look. One of us should be vamping. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, interestingly, I think Wimbledon had a, had the week off because of they they, they had enough um, players out for the international break. In particular, the uh, right the last guy they brought on Henry, Henry Lawrence. He played for okay. the twenties. We've got another one on November fourteenth. Okay. Yeah, they are they're, they're endless. The greed of. Uh, of FIFA and uh, the the endless. I mean, no, there's no appetite for this. A lot of this international football, but they will keep doing it. Well, it was really funny. I remembered like a conversation about you know real. We're still pandemic, so I, I don't think 
and who knows what is peak pandemic, but early on when it was more established and we didn't have vaccines, you know, there's conversations someone's talking about, like an article on Facebook talking about, you know, just how bad it is that players are going off and playing international yeah. football during this time, which is a fair comment. And someone's like, well, they're entertaining thousands. Like, you know, and I'm like, said from probably said from someone who has no basis on just how tedious international football is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. By the way, I really wanted to send you a video, Rich, of us watching some of the international football highlights. And I saw the uh, Scotland Faroe Island highlights, but they were given to me from a uh, a Spanish commentator, Spanish oh. football feed. So I need to send you that. I, he was bizarrely talking about Callum Patterson. Oh, there is a Patterson that plays. Was it particularly yes. Callum Patterson? But it wasn't the other Patterson. I think it was the other Patterson, but I think he was confused. I think it was, he was oh, definitely talking okay. about Callum oh, Patterson. Right. So oh, I need got... to send you that because yeah. it's it's funny to see um, mentioned. It is Patterson, not the Callum Patterson that we all know and love. <laughs> <laughs> and like the weirdly it. kind of English-American uh, yeah. pronunciation when they announce anything English. Oh, okay. This is very, very funny. Um, it looks like there's another one in November. Okay. Damn it. Almost damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. Because I mean I don't mind I don't mind seeing Wildsmith for these cup games for a little bit in the league, but maybe oh we're home to Gillingham on the 13th of November. So if that's if that's the time you can't imagine Gillingham being awash with internationals, can you? Who fucking knows? There's like I know it seems like there's only like four games in League One football that go ahead on international breaks. I think it's I think it's because so many people have like Chelsea and Man United youngsters and, and they're all in the 21. Even yeah. one of those big clubs, you just get picked for the youth ranks for England, don't you? Yeah. So anyway. uh despite the fact that hopefully that's the last time, I mean I guess it probably won't be. Uh, I, I just, I, yeah, I can see the argument for resting Peacock Farrell when he's back. But well, his worst performance for us was after an international break last. I know, time. I know. So that kind of makes you think. Let's just let's just let the guy have a break, you know? Yeah. Especially in his- it's it's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because well, we'll get we'll get to it. I mean, he yeah. was damned. Because he did this time, but uh, yeah. you can sort of a poor goalkeeper performance either way is going to ask questions. But you have to make a decision at the end of the day. So, um, for, sort of fair enough, I think. Really, I think if he'd made the change back and it had gone badly, I think that would have been a more of a crime than mm-hmm. keeping the team that, together that kept a clean sheet last week. I think it, you can. Yeah. That's a good reason, as good a reason as anything. Sure. Um, and I suppose it shows Wildsmith that it's a possibility for him. Mm. Not always going to be Bailey Peacock Farrell's position, so it's worth him kind of keeping his eye in or whatever. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> um, but uh, so we sort of ended. It was sort of a back five, really, most of the time, uh, with Hunt <laughs> on the right and Brown at left wing back, and then that right. Of Iorfa, Dunkley and Palmer, and this time Dunkley was certainly in the middle of the three, um, rather than Iorfa as we'd done previously. Um, and then, yeah, Delhi Bashiru and Wing in the midfield, Patterson yeah. sort of doing this new up front but not up front type role, um, and, and Gregory avowedly up top, which is interesting because I I thought that like especially with 
the presentation of a lineup on Sheffield Wednesday's Twitter. We're just seeing the team sheet and seeing Brown near the end of that made me thought he was part of that front kind of trident, but mm. that's interesting. It makes more sense because I, I felt like, well, I definitely felt we can talk about, we will talk about this near the end of this game. I felt like we saw more of Brown in the left back position. Yeah. But, you know, during some of the, you know, the, uh, the swashbuckling adventures of our attack, uh, today, I thought I saw him more up the more as part of up top in that kind of. But then, so Hunt was very involved up top as well. I mean, he he put in so yeah. many crosses today. Well, I let's, think we, you know, I could see how you could go from a well, kind of wing back kind of role, especially you know, yeah, Hunt was fantastic. He was everywhere. We'll get into that. Um, yeah. The rest of the lineup, you know, I didn't think it was terrible. I guess this is what we're living with now. We don't have a defensive mid presence. No, because Hutch is much better. At centre back, and Luongo's injured, and Byers is still injured. Apparently, yeah. Not and, that I think he's a great classic. DM, but you know it's kind of dropping to kind of mop some things up. I guess. Yeah. yeah. This is the classic problem with you know when people do like two players for every position, and they have Palmer in as the second or third player in every position. It's like that's fine until Palmer gets injured, and we've had the Hutchinson equivalent of that. It's like, well, if we play three centre backs, we've got three centre backs because we've got Hutchinson. Yeah. Uh, 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 but we don't, and so uh, and same with the midfield. You go like, oh, we've got we've got defensive midfielders. We've got Byers. We've got mm. uh, we've got Luongo, and we've got. Hutch to fill in, and it's like, well, that, yeah, it's a, it, we are only all, you're always only an injury or two in, in one key area away from mm. from looking exposed. But then I don't. It's interesting today the lack of a defensive midfield. I don't think is what hurt us today. Fair enough. Yeah, by and large. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. So um, <laughs> the very first thing I noted that happened was. Uh, Wildsmith was immediately headbutted by a member of the new old crazy gang, uh, just stamping their mark on the match. <laughs> yeah. I thought he looked a bit, it was like on the cusp, it was on the periphery of what the camera was co- covering, but I did think he, it didn't look good on him. I thought he looked like he'd actually, he looked a bit wobbly, like a, like a, like a boxer that's been clipped. Mm. Um, whether that was him just sort of hamming it up to make sure the play was stopped, I don't know. But to me, it looked like he kind of lost his balance a, a couple of times. Mm. Um, just from, as I say, we just saw it, he was on the edge of the screen twice because the camera was following the ball. Um, but he managed, he, he didn't, he, he got a, a brief bit of treatment and, and was fine after that. Um, In that, did you, so that was following a free kick. I just want to comment. Yeah. Did we see the worst fake out from a deep lying free kick? From Wimbledon, did you see like Hart- Hartigan was doing this? Yeah. Like he ran up to it and just shit himself. Basically, <laughs> it was just yeah. nonsense. Like, why do yeah. you need to do a fake out from a deep lying free kick? I don't know. Like, we all know you're gonna put it into the box. It's not like it's they like doing that, though, didn't they? They did that almost. They did it a lot, and it was just poor. I'm like, they're like, you know, they're saying on our commentary from Radio Sheffield, like, clearly they're trying something from the training ground, but it isn't working. No. I don't know what the idea was. I had the uh, Wimbledon commentary, by the way, and he he really, really loved a pun. Uh, and in particular, ruffling the owl's feathers was something that he said four or five times. Uh, right. each, 
each time with the glee of having made it up himself on the spot. You know, he really, there was a smugness, a self-satisfied smugness to it. Yeah. <laughs> Ruffling the house feathers today. <laughs> Turns out uh, they thought they were going to come along and have a smooth sail, but uh, today it's actually Wimbledon that have uh, <laughs> ruffled the owl's feathers. Um, at one point he did a really long allegory as well. Like, um, I think like Dunkley sort of dawdled with it at the back or, or Delhi Bashiro did. And he said, oh, we thought it was going to be a short story, but there's enough content there for a mini series. And then the ball went out of play at the other end. And that's the end of that episode for the owls. Just like you could tell he was that like, almost stroking himself under the table. Um, <laughs> pleased he was with his wordplay. It was anyway. interesting because I mean I, I did feel it was yeah, from the off. I mean it was it was a bit nervy for Wednesday. This is the period of the match that that commentator called bombard the bombardment by. Yeah. I mean if, if they're ruffling our feathers, it's like they're trying to give us a stroke as an owl, yeah. <laughs> and we we yeah. are an owl, and we're a nasty piece of shit, and we just kind of turn and look at them like the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Basically, like it. Yeah, I mean it. it it's the closest Some... I think they came to producing anything really until much later in the match was that mm. initial period. You're right. I think we looked a little, little bit shaky. I do mm. think Wild Smith took a pretty hard bump, whether it actually affected his balance or not, I don't know. But we we looked a bit, we took us a little while to get into the game. Um, but then I think most of the telling chances went our way. I think most of the, like, you know, that one of these stats people like to track is touches in the box. I think when it came to touches in the opposition box, we were we were the ones ruffling the bloody feathers, Luke. I'll tell you that much. Because <laughs> there's a chance around the 10-minute mark. The first yeah. one I've got a note. Yeah, the first one I've got a note of really is the is the one at the 14 minutes. But have you got anything about the 10 minute mark one? Yeah, Bannon throws a through ball out to the wing. That's that's Gregory leaving off to Brown. And then he fizzed yeah. in a low cross that came off the post. Did and that's where that I think so, yeah. And then mm. Brown, when it came back out to him, was like kicked about seven times and then did what kicked one Wimbledon player and the foul was given. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was that's that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, so I've got, I've got, uh, cause I think Delhi Bashiru had a moment in there as well. And then the, my next note is 14 minutes FDB involved again, but cycling the ball to Bannon who fizzes one into Gregory takes a perfect, f- perfect touch, puts his marker on his back and slots home left footed into the far side of the goal. Wonderful stuff. Oh, it's a great finish. It's so like, good. It was great ball from Bannon, but then even giving it to any player in that position, you've got stuff to do. You've got oh, work yeah, to do since, to do. and Gregory just just made made it look so effortless. You know, dinked it back around, kind of readied himself, swiveled in a great shot, placed in the corner, bang. One really, nil. really wonderful goal. Mm. I think he sort of played his marker as well, because I think he sort of showed him like he was going to go down the line, you know, go down, go, go down the left, his uh, to take the shot on his right. But when he swear, when he swiveled back on himself, that his centre back was just completely thrown on the floor by the the shift in momentum, and uh, that's what bought him the space to get that great shot away. Really good stuff, and clearly a man that's kind of feeling himself at this point in time, which is nice. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, after ends, that was his fourth goal for the season. Yeah, you know, which uh, at this point in proceedings. Almost about a quarter of the way in pretty is pretty decent. Yeah. Pretty decent stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
18th minute, good chance for Wimbledon. I offer clumsily fouls his man in the sidelines. The resulting free kick is whip is uh, is whipped just uh, is whipped in and just misses the top corner uh, mm. of the far post. That was one of their again. It was a step over from one of them, wasn't it? And then the other one smashed it in because I think that because that's the thing. One's left footed, one's right footed. So that I think that's yeah. the reason that they both stand over everything is it's a bit harder as a defence to set up, not knowing whether it's going to be in swinging or out swinging. So this time mm-hmm. the the guy that would be cr- crossing it skipped over the ball and and the and the the right footer had a shot instead, which was pretty pretty close. Which is Hartigan, who I think is one of their best players. I think it's, yeah. it's kind of seen. He's very kind of um, very kind of in the midst of everything good that they do. Uh, that was a really dangerous... I mean, we don't know whether it was the cross or a shot. What did they kind of say? It was more of a shot, I think. I think they were treating it like a cross. They were sort of saying, oh, he almost got too much on it, which made it hard. But yeah. I thought he hit it hard. And I think he was aiming for that far. I think we know Wildsmith leaves a lot of the goal open. He to cover his near post. So mm. I think he was trying to hit the top corner. I think it was a shot to me. Maybe maybe, maybe it speaks to the actual quality of the shot that we're not sure whether it was a cross or a shot in the end. But I think, I think so. the intention yeah. was to hit that top corner. I guess if you get close, you can, you can produce one for somebody with a towering header can just tap it in at that p- position, can't they? But uh, mm. it wasn't close enough. Yeah, um, that was probably one of the only few moments I felt from this game that Wimbledon looked dangerous. It was, it was really mainly set pieces, wasn't it? That was my number mm. half time once we got there. Um, other than set pieces, really didn't threaten very much. In open play, they mm. didn't really get anything going, I don't think. No. Uh, 23rd minute, I got a decent volley from Patterson after Hunt Cross. That was a uh, really good one, turn and hit, yeah. Yeah, he put it across the sort of edge of the box rather there was a there were men that he could have stood it up for a header for but he, he cut it back across to, to Patterson and it was yeah a decent effort uh good save from the keeper um so I've got 27 minutes uh Dunkley yellow carded yeah. ref seemed to point to Iorfa's previous foul as justification uh Dunkley is incensed happy black history month folks uh because <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dunkley was convinced he'd yeah he'd got his black players mixed up. Yeah, yeah, it was not a good decision by the referee. I was going to say with that one. That's my note around that. That was that was not good. No, it's mm. just the sort. Of, I mean, it was just the sort of coming together that happens like hundreds of times every game. It was a lot of those. I mean, the ref was quite happy to blow for anything. I don't think yeah. it really. There was still a game to be played, and it it still looked like. I mean, this was. Albeit for a game that we come out with it with a point with four goals, mm. um, it, it it wasn't too bad a game. It was quite an entertaining game, I must say. It was quite an entertaining game. Yeah. I think yeah, the, the ref was interesting. He did seem to be one of those that kind of um, he took. It was it was a democracy. Whoever shouted loudest or had the most hands up kind of got most decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Like the and that meant it took a while for him to give things a lot of the time. Like I also got one for a high boot. And it was there was no danger to the play, but it was like well, three Wimbledon players put their hands up, so they got the foul, and there was something else. So I think Bannon Bannon got his shirt tugged and was really angry, and the ref seemed to let it go. And then again, like Bannon made enough noise that he sort of reluctantly blew his whistle. Um, 
noise based noise based refereeing <laughs> for the the period of uh, between the 27th oh, well i've got another good uh, hunt cross and a wing header that asked a question of the keeper i think hunt uh, wing could have done better with a couple of chances to yeah definitely very much so yeah he's tall enough to make you know make an impact when he gets in the box like that uh but he just didn't really make the most of this one it was a, it was a good ball in by hunt again Oh, yeah, totally. Like, I love the build-up work in that one, you know, because uh, Deli Bashuru, he surged into space from a Gregory through ball. I mean, that happened quite a lot. You know, he seems yeah. to be one, like, I, we talked about Deli Bashuru being one who looks like he's capable of breaking the lines. Yeah. Um, but that was really good. And then you cycled it back. Great home cross. And, yeah, I said a tame header from wing. Yeah. I th- uh, Well, maybe we can talk about it at the end or when he comes off, but... I I, th- I thought Delhi Bashiru had a good game today. I thought I thought I liked, he was too. I, yeah, I think I, he carried a threat quite often, and um, his str- I just love his strength because I think people look because he's obviously young and he's got a boyish look to him. I think people just assume they'll be able to bully him, mm. and then he just kind of like brushes them off like nothing. Um, it's, it's really nice to watch. Uh, the, the sort of half hour mark onwards, I said, 10 minutes of football of such high quality, I investigated the stadium sponsor. Um, Cherry Red Records, who we previously encountered as mm. shirt sponsor, Wickham. Mm. They clearly like, clearly like Jonathan Ross, love their W's. <laughs> so are they still sponsoring Wickham then, or is that? I don't know, actually. Maybe they're not. And can you do both of those things? Or I wonder. Do you remember when Wednesday and Southampton were both sponsored by Sanderson in the 90s? Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, it was interesting that because I think there's obviously a big thing of, with the history of AFC Wimbledon, there's a big emphasis on we are Wimbledon. We are, we've got that history kind of thing. So like early on, the, the commentator was reeling off about, he was talking about our pink shirt and he said, I remember they came here in a white shirt and, um, at one point they were here and they had green and white hoops. And I was like, are they, is he talking about another team? Cause we've net, we've, I, as far as I know, we've never played at this ground. And then I looked and the ground is a year old, yeah. but it's like just down the road from where their previous stadium was. Yeah. And that was also yeah. cool. So, uh, Plow lane. Suppose, yeah. So he's talking like back a hundred years ago, really. Well, with this that's difficult because then it's like, I remember having this conversation with an old work colleague, Paul, about when Wednesday played MK Dons during very much MK Dons' infancy as a football club. And I think that yeah. was back from probably the League One times of Sturrock. I think we were down there and we played them, I think. Okay. Or maybe it was a preseason game around, but it was around that time anyway. And it was like Paul was talking about like looking in, um, looking in the program before that one being like, here's the times we've come against Wednesday before. And it's like, yeah. we've, sorry, no, we haven't played any of these teams before because no, these exactly. are two, yeah. these are two different teams. Yeah. Like it's not one single soul of a football club that was gone. It's sad and it's shitty, but now we have two very different entities. I, it's like the, they are trying to pull a, a kind of ship of Theseus sort of thing, aren't they, with the history? It's like, all these things are different, but it's the same. Because um, c- it's like, yeah, at what point? <laughs> at what point are you no longer that club? At what point, uh, uh, do, you know? But I think MK Dons officially, I think from a kind of um, 
a canon perspective in the uh, the Darren Moore cinematic universe. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a there was a kind of ceremonial handing over of the history by MK Dons. So they kind of, I think they've kind of held up, held their hands up to the fact that it's like, oh, we're no, we're not, we're not that. <laughs> we are just a new club, by the way. So I think like they're almost like going like we sort of needed for the for the old football league thing. We had to pretend we were you for a while, but here's your stuff back. Here's your passport. Um, but it is still weird because it's because that's the thing. You're looking at that ground. You're going like, well, we've played here before. This is like an identical Lego stadium with five rows of seats all the way around. Like we've not been here before. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> Don't lie. Oh dear. Anyway, yeah, it's very odd. Um it's difficult. It's 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 a difficult kind of world to live in, kind of post all that kind of fallout. But still, I'm as a Wednesday fan from my position, three three different teams, three different yeah. football clubs. Yeah, I think that's probably how I feel as well, to be honest. I'm very powerful to AFC Wimbledon that they've come from where they are to where they are now. Yeah. You know, the sign that the football league pyramid does work and still has a bit left in the tank, even though we live in very um, just much catalyst times where, yeah. I don't know, man, you know, Manchester United were criticized today for the, for the flying to Leicester. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think we'd do it if we were, we were Wednesday, but uh, yeah. I don't know. They've got, they've got clearly oodles and oodles of cash. They can afford to do that if they want to. And probably like an official airline that, would have put the flight on for them as well for the publicity. Probably. Which hasn't worked out hilariously. But anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, and off the half, we had a couple of chances. Uh, we had a shot from wing that was straight at the keeper, but had some rasp to it. And then mm-hmm. we had Delhi Bashiru's again, showing a great bit of strength to, to sort of shield the ball from the, the fullback uh, cut inside on his left, but he just missed the top corner with his, uh, his effort that would have been some goal it would have been because it was such great determination i mean it was you know a through ball that was just too long and overplayed and the strength and determination to get there to, to, yeah. to nick it off them i mean were they upset about in the wimbledon commentary the fans yeah, seemed, they, yeah they wimbledon home fans seemed seemed upset with that mm-hmm. one but I, yeah. I just thought it was just no you're just you're just being too weak really i think it's the sort of one we've looked for so many times through these recent weeks and not got. So I just think you just don't get those in this league. Yeah. Did you hilariously see, I think it was a few minutes before one of my, I made another comment on the half hour mark about uh Hartigan pointlessly dummied again. And then they had a shit free kick, which was yeah. funny. Uh, but the 39th minute, I all for won a soft free kick in a very hilarious fashion. Oh yeah. He was kind of thing. And then he kind of just like fell backwards with his arms extended. Yeah. yeah. Like he was jumping onto a hotel bed. <laughs> they put us in a king room. <laughs> I'm doing an advert for Travelodge. <laughs> um, yeah, I sort of, my halftime thoughts were weird half once again, probably being about 0.025 better and grabbing the goal. Uh, they've had a lot of the ball, but aside from set pieces, barely threatened. Our distribution has been pretty uniformly abysmal, but on the odd occasion, we uh, we have been effective. Uh, th- we actually sort of managed to hurt them. Um, 
so yeah, is that, is that similar sort of thoughts from you at halftime? How did you, uh, interestingly, I, I, I think one of the com, one of the uh, commentariat is being pilloried for saying that this was our oh, it's uh, it's actually John Pearson. Um, Pearson apparently said this was this is probably our best performance or one of our better performances at the end of the game. Mm. Were you feeling at halftime? No, I I think no, I, I I think he's saying that from a position of being like we were robbed. Which yeah. I I get, like I totally totally get that and believe that a hundred percent. I don't think it's one of our best performances. I think we've played better. I think we played better against Morecambe. To be honest, if you want to kind of talk about games where you know we were absolutely robbed, we were much better against Morecambe. Yeah, but then I think we were. I, I do think this was a game that we were more than good enough in. Definitely. Like I don't think but, yeah, we were that's... good. We were better than we were much much better than Wimbledon, and uh, well, I mean until until it all fell up, uh, like we we will talk about once it becomes a shambles at the end. But like they barely did anything. They barely got the ball in our box for most of this game. We 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 were pretty comfortable by and large until we completely self destructed. Um, so I, I, to an extent, I do agree. I mean, I, I, well, it wasn't a great performance, but it was it was more than good enough. And that in this league, that's sort of how it works. Yeah, Both we were bad, oh. and whoever makes the least mistakes wins. <laughs> but we were. Uh, the thing I was going to say was like, despite the play in the middle wasn't so great, the defending no. I thought was largely good up until up until two two uh, the two goals basically. Those mistakes are made. Outside of that, I mean, I wondered whether, like, I was getting ahead of myself, and we can, you know, we're getting ahead of stuff in the fabric of the game here, talking about so half time. But I was wondering about when we were doing this to be like, I can imagine us winning two one, and saying I felt disappointed for the defense. I didn't keep a clean sheet. I felt disappointed yeah. for Will Smith, yeah. and so I thought they did well midfield. Um, I don't know. I'm still. I guess it's interesting. But I still feel we're missing that. Maybe it's a very Sheffield Wednesday mentality. I think we're still missing presence in the middle of the park from a defensive perspective. Offensively, we were pretty good. Bannon was very good today. So, yeah. but if I'm looking at the performance, especially at halftime, that's the question you've asked me. <laughs> um, <clears throat> the thing I would kind of say is, I, I just thought we were much, much better with the chances we created. Yeah. And like, it wasn't, it wasn't lethal counter-attacking football, but it was very good counter-attacking football. Yeah. We really made those those things work. Um and, and we did sort of carry on pretty much how we how we how we finished the half at uh, 46th minute. We had a great chance. Uh Bannon fizzed in a, a really good cross and and Brown should have finished it really, but he, but he missed the target. But that would have been an incredible way to start the second half off. Mm. Um then there was a bit of well, even Classic. I think before that, like, like from the off, I mean, it was it, there was a great flick on from Patterson and Gregory. Yeah, yeah, Gregory was on the break on the edge of the box, and then he yeah. rifled one. It was blocked wide, right? But yeah, yeah. Brown no, was offside apparently, right, for that header. Even That's though, what this, yeah, there was some there was some pretty dodgy offsides today. I thought. Yeah, we don't. I wondered. Did it also make you think that? Refereeing seems to be a very difficult job to be to get some kudos. Being a linesman, yeah, sometimes can be tough as well. I felt that the referee was wasn't great today. 
Mm. I don't think he was terrible. No. Um, but I wondered whether, in terms of the offside, the linesmen's were just out, way off pace. It's, I, it's I had a feeling that they couldn't keep up with the, nat- the speed yeah. of the game. Yeah, that's what it felt like. My next note I've got is 55th minute, which is a chance for Wimbledon from a corner. It sort of went over all the obvious headers of the ball and ended up with Asal, who'd been probably one of their bright players. That's number 10 for them. Mm. Um, and he looked surprised by it and poked it towards the goal. And, and thankfully, it was a pretty easy save for Wildsmith. Yeah, he just did like an ask of, didn't he, really? Yeah, yeah. But it was it was a real look, looking down the barrel sort of moment in terms of mm. uh, the ball landing with him. Well, so now we're at 60 minutes. Sheffield Wednesday win a penalty. What do you, I know it wasn't, we didn't have a great angle, but what did you make of this incident? Well, I was still kind of, uh, there's so many moments in this game, which is heartbreaking for how it ended, um, to look at and say so many double double moments, quick one-twos of attacking. Like, mm. here's a chance, and here's another chance directly afterwards. Yeah. And we've missed this one. The first one was a good chance. The second one was an even better chance. Yes. So I was still kind of, I was making notes about that. Um, I said, we look really fluid in the attack and on the counter. And I said, that comment came from a great move, which Gregory was dispossessed for a corner, a really poor corner, which was from Bannon then. Yes. Really long. And then Brown puts it out for a goal. Went went over everybody. And it was really heartbreaking. But then I remembered that we had that momentum. I thought that I was still het up about Wing missing the header. Yeah. So I, I I was still focused on that before even. I believe that is the penalty. I think Wing was pushed, and that's what was given. Seeing everything else I've seen from Wing today, um, generous. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't see. I just I genuinely couldn't see the penalty. I was happy we got nobody the penalty. Else was, yeah, nobody else was. So basically, Wing made a run through the middle of Pat. So Patterson and um, Gregory were each on a post, effectively, and Wing burst through the middle. Mm. And in the panic to respond to him, there, um, I think it's Kalambayi, although now I'm seeing, yeah, Kalambayi, um, he put basically put a hand on his back and Wing went f- rolling into the goal. And that, that's what was given as the penalty. It looked really, really soft. It looked really soft. Mm. Uh, we'd be fuming if it was given against us, partly because Dunkley cannot defend without touching his opponent. So he could, I mean, if that's a penalty, he's giving one away every game. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Gregory himself, he steps up and took it well. I mean, we, penalties, we've had chance, we've had, we had, we should have had the Patterson one against Oxford. We didn't get it. Um, we know how that game went in the end. Mm. Uh, so, you know, maybe this is the swings and roundabouts. We've got one that we didn't deserve uh, the other, you know, the, the yeah. couple of weeks later uh, and, and finished it well. And this should, I mean, it felt like we were just going to batter them now. The, there was huge gaps every time we came forward. I know, I know. Uh, they made two changes. So this is, uh, I, this, I guess, in retrospect, is a pivotal point in the game. But mm. they hadn't had a target man to speak of they went with two quick guys up front uh, and they were trying to work those two guys down the channels and it didn't work they then went for a big guy in the middle and players three players coming off the back of him and so that was their their change and it took a few minutes but I think it did start to provide more of a threat for them but the very first thing that happened after that change was 
we we again had a, a couple of really good chances back to back. Yeah. Um, 66 minutes, Bannon feeds in Deli Bashiru, who seems to recover from his heavy touch. And I thought draw a foul from the keeper. I don't know whether the keeper got a touch or not, but I thought he flicked it over the keeper. And I was, I think if we didn't have a penalty, we might have got a penalty there. Right. Refs don't really like giving away two penalties. Two penalties to the team. No. Well, I, I felt yeah. there was probably a couple of instances of that, actually. That one, and probably I think there's another one later on. Um, but it, So that's cleared <clears> off <throat> the line, and then it was closely followed by a, a poor volley from wing with the goal gaping. That um, was so bad. It was awful. All, like, the, all the technique tips you, everybody knows were uh, disobeyed. Yeah, I mean, I think this is something we'll come on to later. Um I'll be generous and say that, like, I think the same thing for FDB, the same thing for Wing. They're getting themselves into positions. Yeah, they mm-hmm. haven't had they haven't had a lot of fortune today. Even the Wing did win us a penalty, but that was that was desperately poor. Like, it was really, really that was just just hit it, get get your foot through it, get it on target. That's a goal, in my opinion. Just needed a little bit of composure, didn't he? I think yeah. I think he rushed it. I think he hit it too high in the arc you needed to wait just a couple of moments longer to so so that you could get a clean connection because mm-hmm. yeah hit the target and it's in really mm-hmm. unless you're very unlucky um but there we go classic wednesday they go up the other end and score uh 68 minutes wildsmith does a wildsmith a decent save but tease up it is a decent save for a follow-up follow-up shot uh which was absolutely rattled home by the left back um, Guinness Nesta Guinness Walker, which is a very enjoyable name. What a name! Um, if I wasn't if I wasn't cursing it, I'd be kissing it, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it this is, I mean, it was it was classic. You palm it out central enough that the next thing that comes is a shot, and nobody's ready for it, and you don't seemingly have the recovery skills to get up and face the next shot. Like that's the. If if you, I mean, I don't know what gets worked on on the training ground, but if Wildsmith seemingly has this unbreakable desire to palm it out, not sideways, but like on a diagonal, mm. surely his next move has got to be bouncing back on his feet like a surfer and being ready for the next shot. Surely. Yeah, no, that's true. But it was really well, t- I mean, he, he Good absolutely finish. Yeah. smashed it. Um, and then we panic into a baffling sub. So really, got- I was going to say, I think this is, I'm going to be honest, I think this is one of his better substitutions. Well, I am I, willing to accept Delhi Bashiru was tired and therefore worth substituting. Mm. Bringing on Berahino makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Mm. And he was terrible. Gave the ball away constantly. I don't think he did anything good. Well, no, I, I thought that it would. It, it made sense that I could see maybe the argument being like FTB's had a good run. He's a bit leggy. Uh, I like the idea of Patterson dropping back in midfield again. Maybe that kind of helps things a little bit. Yeah, but then Patterson's also leggy. He spent 70 minutes playing midfield and attack. Well, isn't there a further criticism to say because I think we should have made some more substitutions which we did the didn't. problem is that with that bench who i don't know who you can bring on johnson is johnson for brown for brown possibly but mm. 
Well, it's a toss-up between who's the better defender out of those two. Well, I think they're both probably about the same. Maybe Johnson's a little bit worse, but yeah, I don't know. Power of hindsight, all this type of stuff. I genuinely thought, especially when Brown, Brown looked like he'd hurt himself. And I thought that was probably the time for him to come off for Johnson. I do remember that incident. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, 71st, 72nd minute. Again, we have another double double flurry of chances. Yeah. That was a good stop. I thought that was a really good stop from, is it Zanev, their keeper? Yes. From yeah. Wimbledon, from, from Berahino. Yeah. And then the cross. And then that was another good header from Gregory, which he stopped. The great header. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, he got really got a hold of that header, but the, yeah. and luckily though, it's just that's that's the bit of the goal the keeper was covering. Unfortunately, oh, I said good goalkeeper. That was the first time I think that they've I've given some kudos to their goalkeeper. But there were two yeah. very very big chances that he did very well with. Both um, from Patterson crosses, by the way. Patterson is pretty effective once he gets out on that right wing. Interesting. And we we did a lot. We did a lot from the wings today. Yeah, well, the right wing, especially because I mean Hunt. Was, I think, yeah. Hunt, Hunt I think was incredible today. Yeah, Hunt was great, but I think Patterson's a good crosser of the ball mm. for a guy who sort of looks like he's got no technique. He seems to seems to pick out crosses pretty well. I think you're saying good feet for a big man. Good <laughs> feet for a big man. I mean, good everything for a big man, really. Good old Patterson. Mm. I, I just thought. So my thinking with the substitution, I, I he know. Yes, it's a good save, but it's one of those where I, I, I'm if he's the fox in the box type guy that he's supposed to be, mm. that's the sort of chance I want him to bury. I thought the keeper did well, but he also did get it. He sort of shot straight down his throat, really. Um, because where it's just you, the ball, and the, the goal, the goalkeeper, I, that's where I'm. That's where Berahino is supposed to be, like, at his most comfortable. He actually did better with the chance later in the game when uh, when it was offside and he, like, chipped the goalie in a in a one-on-one situation. He did much better with that one. It didn't matter. Um, but I just... For me, he's too... He just looks poor in a lot of ways. He looks... His, his, I don't think he's very composed. I don't think he uses the ball well. Um, in terms of being the sub for that moment in time when we needed to kind of get a hold of it and keep it, I just thought he wasn't the he wasn't the dude. I, I wonder, in terms of possible subs, what does Corbinu have to do to get on in a league game? I don't know. We're, we're getting, I don't know. It, it's getting automatically very. Uh, it feels very um, Gary Monk. It feels very Carlos Carvajal. It feels like. Uh, the fans are very basic. We're very basic creatures as fans, but um, I will say I don't think I ever see any kind of um, any kind of great defense of why this doesn't happen. But we don't ever see to play full out wingers. No. So we we get all these players. We have seven of them. Exactly. Exactly. Considering who else have we got? We've got Shadipo. We've got So, who's more of a winger than a striker, I'd say. Yeah. And we've got Johnson. And we got Corbin out, and none of them came on. And no. Shadipo, sorry, four. Yeah. Four out of our. We had no defense, I guess, Martin That's what Johnson. I'm saying. That it was only wingers and strikers. We had so few options. But we've seen to have exhausted all of them right now, right? Because but, all of them are. But we've got kids. Why, why is Brennan out on loan? 
Kieran mm. Brennan is a perfectly good footballer who would have been a great person to bring on in this situation. He can play defensive midfield. He's six foot three or whatever. But where is he? Is it Greasley or something? Mm. Gainsborough Trinity. <laughs> it's bizarre. Mm. It's really, really weird. We are so thin at the back and we've put, he's never let us down, Brennan. Every time Brennan has had to play, I've been impressed. He looks, he's a very decent midfielder and centre-back. He's fine. <laughs> but instead of on our bench where we should be, because today that, that bench is ridiculous. Yeah. That bench is, we're expecting to go behind and maybe we'll get, maybe we'll catch them in the, maybe we'll do what Wimbledon did to us is what that bench is. The only thing that bench could possibly be used for. It couldn't be used to hold on to a game. Mm. It's very, very frustrating. Still, should we... <laughs> I very much think that Brown should have come off for Johnson. I probably would have done the same, to be honest. Because I, I don't know what, I don't know what mark that Brown had his, his hobble. Which looked like he was done. Looked like it was like let's take him off, and especially yeah. with like the amount of that we've, the amount of players that we've lost. I'm sure like we'll not see Brown for next next game. Yeah, I bet he's injured. I bet it's one of those, and I bet it's one of those where like I don't know, he could still be injured anyway. But maybe we should have brought him off because the bit that kind of worried me was the 75th minute. Brown gave the ball away, and we're lucky that Vassal pinged it straight at, at Wild Smith on the angle. That yeah. was bad. That was really bad. Brown but then had again, a bad moments though, because he also just like panicking, panically kicked it long when Gregory was like ten feet, twenty feet offside. Mm. Just sort of aimlessly, he had time; he could have taken it down. I mean, I don't know whether I want him to take it down, but yeah, it's all this like facade of comfortableness in, in terms of possession on the ball. I Brown's a weird figure for me because I like his energy is fantastic yeah but his ability as a footballer is questionable mm. he, he it, it, when he gets when he manages to not get tackled it looks like it's happened by accident <laughs> um yeah. I don't know he I've seen him liken to Helan and all I can think is I wish I wish he was as good as Helan mm. Because he's not, I mean, he's not in the, you know, well, literally not in the same league, but he's he's certainly not. Should we uh, should we bite the bullet and talk about eighty fifth minute? Yeah, well, I think this is a good connection. Yeah, sinking deeper and deeper. Iolfa is done on the halfway line by the tricky Asal. The ball is crossed in from the left. Brown doesn't deal with his man. Yeah, and he shoots. Wait for it. Back across Wildsmith, who is say it with me. Too close to his near post. <sighs> That's a bingo. Full house, everyone, with a wacky sub killing our momentum and a double Wildsmith. Congratulations. You win nothing. <laughs> Just like Sheffield. You win Brown. disappointment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing I want to say. Brown, Brown's looking leggy. He's pulling some in. You know, it looks like he's injured. Yeah. Um, drops a bollock on the 75th minute. Loses his man completely. Yeah. It doesn't look like that difficult of a foot race. If he's lost no. the foot race, he should be more in a position to, to block what Rudoni did. Yeah. In my opinion. So yeah. that's bad to start with. The follow-up thing that's bad, like I completely agree. Wildsmith's positioning is fucking terrible for this. Mm-hmm. It was a good cross, I'll say that, but it was way yeah. too easy for Rudoni. He didn't need to make it that simple. Oh, so easy. Yeah. It's, there we go. Never- it's just we've it, had like, like this is another game. 
I'll just jump ahead. I'll do the last thing. Stoppage time, good counter work from Wednesday with a corner. Wing swings over. Dunkley volleys it well, and surely it's another corner. But no, the referee is crap. Yeah, the referee is fucking terrible, so we don't get another corner. Yeah. In fact, I wondered whether, like, it would have been generous if it allowed on the 90 plus four, just over the fourth minute, would have allowed Wing to play that on. But I think, you know, uh, yeah, I probably would have been generous, but... I don't know. It seemed like we were going to have an attack moment, but the referee... You're supposed to have at least the time. And we had an injury during the the, the minutes. Mm. I've on. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, it was another howler to begin things, though, by our author. And he is... he's uh, He has become more susceptible to howlers than Dunkley of late. Dunkley, Dunkley had a really good game today. That's, that seems fair which we said last game as well. And I think I also didn't help. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a bit worried about him. I don't know what's up with him. And we can't, obviously we don't have any options. I don't know whether he's thinking about, you know, moving on or whatever. I don't know whether his head's elsewhere, but that that all step, the fact it was all so easy was he, well, we lost possession when we didn't need to, you know, we lost possession under very little um, pressure. And then Dunkley is completely at sea. He's gone hard for the guy and missed, which has just let them have complete carte blanche up that up that wing. Mm. All in under no pressure. Ugh, it's so it's like yeah, there's so many errors in that goal. Yeah, um, and we had the final use of the same pun by the Wimbledon commentator. We thought they were going to hit us with Gregory's goal, but in the end. It was the Dons that ruffled the owl's feathers. <laughs> I'd love to kick that guy in the balls. He sounds like an <laughs> absolute piece of shit, really. Uh, it's devastating. So it's another draw that feels like a loss. Yeah. Uh, it's more points dropped from winning positions, which we've done at Shrewsbury, Ipswich, uh, uh, and Ipswich already. Yeah. Uh, six points with, in the past month. <laughs> we've given away from winning positions. Um which wouldn't be as bad if we occasionally won points from losing positions, but we know we never do that either. We, we've got, yeah. we we must be sort of have people searching through the record books to see the last time a team had as bad a run of uh, of games, uh, a run of form after going behind as we have. Mm. Uh, because yeah, it's it's hundreds of games, or it's a hundred games. <laughs> it's not hundreds of games. Um, just in terms of updates on the Adenaran missed the game with a muscle spasm but should be available for Tuesday and Wildsmith was always going to play in goal after being yeah. returned which I think is fair which I think is fair I just I don't I think after today it's it's really I, I know we had an episode semi-recently a couple of weeks ago where after BPF did another clanger you know yeah. I offered that I, I think I've seen I, I don't know I don't Want to completely not see anything from Wild? We will need to see Wildsmith at times this season, yeah. and there'll be rotation as well, right? So I, I think it's a fair decision to not play Belly Peacock Farrell today. But again, like I'm saying to you, like you know, please tell me there's not another international break because I don't want to yeah. lose. I don't want to lose Peacock Farrell again for no. one game, two game, and then possibly three games when he comes back, and then he's, you know, he's only trained on the Friday because that's what they said because he's. He's back and he's jet lagged from, yeah. I don't know, 
a friendly win against Estonia or some some shite. I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. care. I really don't no. give a shit about it. No. But then I'm not. Well, a, I'm not a. You know, I'm not a Northern Ireland fan, so it it doesn't mean anything to me. You know. But yeah, yeah. I'd rather just not see much much more from Wildsmith, especially after today. I'm annoyed. I'm upset. I did. Yeah. It's. Uh, yeah, we've we've lost thanks to him. Yeah, it's a big, it's a, it's just a sickener, and I think you know this. Yeah. Sometimes uh, the, the, it's a good thing recording the the show soon after the the the, the end of the match because because uh, we capture that emotion. But I think we are both like we're both absolutely down in our boots after this one because they this we've done more than enough. We've done more than enough to win this game, and then. We've ha- we've handed two of those points back to uh, to the opposition today, uh, completely undeserved. That's really the only two shots they had in the game, I think. Um, and they both, yeah, they both. Well, yeah, obviously, because we did the classic Wildsmith. It was three shots, wasn't it? Because you have the first one, but you get to score the second. That's the fun. Dawson and Wildsmith gamble. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of knee-jerk, more-out type talk. Uh, mm. It's hard because we, yeah, we've done, we've sort of done enough, and and to an extent, well, I, I I think it was a bad a bad choice of substitution, but we did have to make some subs at some point. You know, we, yeah. we needed to cross legs. Yeah. So, and I wouldn't want to take. I don't know. It'd be madness to take Patterson off. Yeah. It's a difficulty, right? You've got players who are leggy and looking tired, but then. They're having such good games, right? I definitely I not thought... want to take Gregory off. That doesn't make any sense. No. no, no, but then that's a problem. Like we're playing five at the back. We're playing all our defensive options, with the exception of yes. Marvin Johnson. Yeah, who's not really that much of a defensive option. He's not really a defender. Is he? You know, no. no. So... He just happens to be a better winger when he plays in defense. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so. As it's a draw, do we? I mean, it's fairly. Uh, is it fairly obvious that uh, who the who the um, sort of s- star performer or honourable mention goes to? I think it is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Lee Gregory, isn't it? Five it is. goals, five goals at this stage of the season. So let's have a look, and I'm just going to. I want to bring up the table because I mean that's something else to think about. Looking at the table right now, it's a little bit false because there's been a number of games which haven't happened. Yeah, you know we've got teams Wigan and Sunderland who've played eleven games. Obviously, Sunderland are missing a game, which is against Sheffield Wednesday, which is our twelfth game. But then other teams who scored played thirteen games. Saying that yeah. though, we're kind of in the middle of that. We've got twelve games. A couple of teams, five teams have played eleven games within this league, and then basically, um, it's it seems like it's like five teams who've played thirteen games because of this this wacky kind of schedule. Yeah. So saying that, we're kind of in the middle of that and we're basically level with the playoffs. We're level on points with MK Dons. They've got a goal difference of five, goal difference of two as I'm as we're recording this. I'm not sure if there's yeah. any other games tomorrow. I don't think there are. Um, we're basically where we seem to be. It seems like it's interesting. Look, it, um, that's a very strong top four. Teams are doing exceptionally well. Plymouth Wickham, Wigan, Sunderland. Wigan is uh, Wigan have only conceded seven goals. It's insane. I know. And we've scored two of those. We've scored two of those. I know. I know. They won. <laughs> they went to Bolton and won four nil today. Yeah. Um. So we're kind of doing okay, but there's just so many drop points. 
there's so many questions still about this lineup. There's, you know, we're not fortunate that we're not blessed with injuries. We never are a Sheffield Wednesday. That's a concurrent recurring theme. Yes. I don't know. There's um, a lot of resources given to Darren Moore, and it's not, I don't know if it's quite the output's the same as the input, right? Aren't we to Trumpy Bum back at some point soon? That's a really interesting question. I mean, he's been, have we seen? I thought we were told October. And now October, we're November. in the midst of October. All right, and it's yeah. it's gone very quiet on the... In the he's not. He's never seen... It's what? We're in the midst of Octy Doggy. Octy Doggy. Sorry, just remind me of a terrible eBay advert I keep seeing all the time. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Oh, it's... Oh, I hate that advert. <laughs> <laughs> I see it all the time on iFollow. It's, the, it's the only, one of the oh. only seven adverts we have access to. That and, I would, honestly, and I would Jimmy Bullard's. I would gleefully strangle him and like, just take such pleasure in watching the life leave his eye. <laughs> I've got to get fitty, so I've got a bike And then I got that. Who's that? That's my doggy. Oh, die. Awful. Awful. Awful advert. Awful man. Just the worst. And what did you do with that guilt ad chance with a woman who's clearly out of your league? Oh, I fucking <laughs> ruined it, didn't I? I ruined it with swagger. <laughs> Great. Great. Brilliant. Let's just... <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Youth is wasted on the young, I guess. It That's... certainly is. <laughs> Sorry, they got across you that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not seeing yeah, I, I think you were gonna say we're not seeing him sort of coquettishly uh batting his eyelashes in the background of Hello Fresh videos yet, are we? No, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah, no, we haven't we've had we've had nothing about, about Windows. I don't know where he is. He's on Twitter. He's on Twitter. We should ask him. Dear Mr. Trumpy Bomb, when will you be back playing football? Dear Joshy. <laughs> Joshy. Joshy. But yeah, as you say, you know, we're, for all the uh, the ups and downs, we're sort of there or thereabouts, which is where mm. we thought we'd be. Uh, unless you're a churlish person, a mad person that thought we were going to bought into the HMS Pistol League stuff. I mean, really. This is about what we expected. Maybe a little bit, a little bit under where we would have expected. But we've got, I, th- I think the disappointing thing with the draw today is this was looking like a very promising little run of games. Because hmm. we are, um, this is today's uh, version of the league. But we're playing, uh, so we were playing Wimbledon in 17th. We play Cambridge, who are 18th next. Uh, and then after that, we've got Lincoln City, who have gone up a bit now. But previously, they, we were playing the 17th, 18th and 19th teams in a row, basically, mm. which was looking like kind of fill your boots territory. And um, we have gone along and uh, we're wearing Crocs and they've got holes in. <laughs> so we spent 60 minutes filling our boots and uh, and the remaining 30 minutes trying to hold in what we could uh, <laughs> Uh, these, boots are made, these boots are made for leaking these boots are made for leaking mm. and they're also ugly as sin um, so I guess like we didn't finish off like Gregory's star no. man that's a really good return to be that's what I was going to look at where we are on the table and say um, like how many games so it's like what 12 games out of 46 so yeah. we're almost almost a third of the way through getting there 
get into that. We're about 30%, Mark. Yeah, thereabouts. Or is it more like a quarter? Almost. Almost. Yeah, let's call it a quarter. Fuck it. Yes, yeah, quarter of the way through the season. Sorry. <laughs> we're about there. And we've got a player who's got five goals. You know, we said, yeah. said early season, I said that we should have a number nine who's going to get 15 to 20 goals. It looks like he's on his way. Yeah. And we gave him the penalty to score, which is what you do with 15, 20 goal season strikers. Exactly. And thankfully he scored it. So we don't have to see, I don't have to see Bannon artfully missing one. <laughs> do you know who, do you want to know who, um, there's a, can you guess who has had the best single performance uh, in, 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 in the, in league one this season? It's a Sheffield Wednesday player. Or he's the best, I guess on average, he's this, He's he's the currently got the highest rating. Is it Bannon? It's Massimo Luongo with his eight point in his one perform his one one appearance. Right, because he's never going to the best that. player in the best league. player in the league. Yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. It was a really good performance from him. Yeah, it was really good. And then, um, honorable mentions. I thought Bannon was good today. I also thought Bannon was good today, De- particularly defensively. He bailed us out quite a few times, mm. so really well. Hunt was Whether fantastic. that should be happening or not. What was Hunt, Hunt was fantastic. I thought Hunt was great. Lots of good deliveries, dangerous balls in. Like what we saw of FDB, despite the end product, wasn't so good. Yeah. I feel like we need to give some kudos to Lewis Wing, despite... Um, getting there. For getting there. Yeah, that seemed a big thing. He seemed, to, Yeah, he seemed to maybe have a knack of popping into the box. Yeah. I'm really That'd confused as to who's doing what roles. I think there's some things that we don't know about what the players are. They're a bit which, doing everything, aren't they, those three? Yeah, which is maybe a bit, maybe is a bit of a uh, unorthodox bit of praise or more. Maybe like he's seeing some things that we aren't seeing. And today was interesting in that the game didn't, re- there wasn't much of the game happened in the middle of the pitch. Like both teams were both were trying to use the wings, I think. So it sort of didn't matter. We didn't have a huge amount of presence there because I don't think they did either. And I think they were kind of bypassing it too. So, yeah, I don't know, interesting. I, I did like, I thought Delhi Bashir, as you say, if one of those goes in, we're raving about how well he played. Yeah. Um, but th- th- I like that. I, I like the fact that he's w- wanting to take those chances. Similar to Adoniran, the sight of him, like, bursting onto the ball and pushing past a man or two is a really nice thing to see. And we don't have, they're really the only two players that do that. And I, it's. I think one of them should have a presence in the team at, at all times, just because you need to do that. Sometimes you need to break down those those boundaries and uh, sort of force things to happen, and that they're they're able to do that. Because um, Bannon's passing is, if there's gaps, Bannon generally will find them pretty conclusively. We don't need another passer of the ball, which I think is where Wings sort of struggled occasionally, is finding a role when everybody just passes to Bannon all the time. What do you do if you're kind of a ball player who <laughs> you're just living off scraps? I think he has, he does end up forcing things a bit more often than he needs to. But yeah, good to see him sort of getting in those positions. Hopefully he'll start finishing off a few more of them. Um, villain of the piece? Probably Wildsmith. It's a shame. Mm. It always ends this way with these two. I know, I know. Marginally good work, which then just collapses in flames, <laughs> just melts. Thrown clearly out the window. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Well, there we go. Mm. 
I think that feels like a good time to uh, to wrap things up and wish people well for the week. We've got we've got a two game week coming up, and they're both against teams that we would hope to to get get something out of those games. So mm-hmm. I was going to make the final note as well. Rich is that Wednesday you play Wimbledon today away. They're playing Cambridge away. Um, by my calculations, they should stay in uh, hotels in Wellwyn Garden City because that is equidistant between both Very of them. Very good. <laughs> and you can tell that you are now uh, a native North, North American person by the pronunciation. <laughs> Wellwyn Garden City. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when you want to go up to Edinburgh, you can't get up there, so you only get as far as Wellwyn Garden City. Not even as far as Leicester. Yo, one cannot get to Leicester for love, no money. <laughs> I asked he, the guy, I said, I, how about Luga Baruga? Could not get there either. <laughs> he said, you're going to have to go via Norwich. So we did. <laughs> uh, fun times. Uh, I will say cheerio, Luke, and wish you well. Same to the folks at home. Uh, cheerio, bye. Goodbye, everybody.